Hey, okay. Hey. We are about back. to say something powerful and not verbal noise, Harris. I'm, I'm going to start. Yeah, I know. I've been criticized for verbal noise. Even me talking right now, this is just he was verbal good. noise. He, he, was being, he wasn't being too <laughs> cruel. That's okay. Yeah. I appreciate the advice. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start with a hot take, which is that um, I really feel like the, the NFT hate is kind of bandwagony. Like, I don't do NFTs. I don't buy NFTs. I'm not, like, in that circle at all. But I do not understand the like foam at the mouth hatred for for nfts like and who gives a fuck like if an artist is getting their money in like some i mean i don't know i don't get it well not anymore uh because it's it's dead now you know the market for it has been totally depleted and yeah it still goes on i still see like jimmy fallon.f or whatever which is weird that jimmy fallon's hawking (laughs) nft who is buying the jimmy fallon nfts yeah who is he single-handedly tanked the NFT market with that. I feel good. Like. That's the one <laughs> good thing like, he's done. No <laughs> Who gives a shit? That is uh, too funny. Though. What wasn't the whole thing though? Like when NFTs just started, because I feel like this was the only rational reason to hate them. Was like, didn't it cost like, in order to mint shit and like run the shit, you literally had to have like a warehouse of computers sapping up yes. electricity or something. Well, that's crypto in general. The the mm-hmm. controversy with crypto, if it was just a weird speculation vehicle, sure. But there is an environmental cost to crypto, you're right, which is uh, in order to generate the equations which create the sequence in the blockchain, these servers are doing thousands of equations a minute and they, they're big heat fucking farms of death. Well, are they like pump- running on... Are they running on fossil fuels or nuclear energy or something? What am like I just, you know, just off the grid, you know, I, I I don't actually know. I shouldn't pretend to know about this stuff. But all I know is for certain there is an environmental cost to crypto, which is why it is controversial. Okay. But from my understanding, though, maybe with some of the sites, they're still doing it that method. But I apparently with like all the newer sites, the cost has been like, or the energy usage has been like severely diminished. Like they kind mm-hmm. of fixed the problem. That's there was why... a thing called proof of stake, but it's still, you know, it's just more energy being expended for something that isn't uh, like inherently useful as anything but a speculation vehicle. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. only real use for crypto is that it's going to inflate in value based on arbitrary market trends. And then I will be able to capitalize on those fluctuations. Like our That's regular the best stock thing. market. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the regular stock market is more to like a product, you know, as your stock goes up, not just because of speculation, because your your product actually does something. Crypto just is like uh, computer fun bucks of regular currency that, you know, mm-hmm. you only need if you're doing secret shit at its, you know, at its best. It can maybe be used to funnel money to an embattled uh impoverished state like uh, Palestine or something like that. But more frequently, it's not used for that noble cause. It's used for trafficking in the worst thing. (laughs) Or sending the money to Israel. Sure. Yeah. Side of the coin. Yeah. Israeli crypto guys, I'm sure are a very funny (laughs) subset. For sure. Did you, did you guys watch the, uh, I saw it's really dumb, but there was like a Netflix documentary that was called like, uh, like the Tinder swindler or something like that. Did you watch Tinder that swindler? Was no, it a person that swindled off of Twitter? 
It's that could be a, a good serial killer name. I feel yeah. Like. It's it, well, he was a he was a serial scammer with women on Tinder, and he was this guy, this Israeli dude that was posing like he was like super rich, and he would literally show up to dates. Like he would all of his pictures on Tinder, he looked like super rich and popular, and he had photos where he was like drinking champagne on the beach and stuff, and then he would show up to their date in like a private jet. And like tour around the city with them or something like that. And he and then and then after they had this like amazing like date, he wouldn't be like texting them because he has to fly around. He says he works for some diamond company and he's like messaging them and he's like, I love you. I can't wait to see you again. <laughs> and then like two weeks in when these girls just think that they're in this like dream, like long term, long distance relationship. Uh he they get like a cryptic message that's like him battered with blood and he's like tied to a chair and it's a text that's like we have your boyfriend you need to open up a credit card and send like five hundred thousand dollars to this account or something and they're all all these women are like oh my god okay and they do it and he like did it to like 20 women like so many women Dude, i would uh it's maybe, so crazy it's crazy. maybe it's because i'm a douchebag but if that a chick flew in for me and i got that picture i would just be like well <laughs> you know we, these yeah. are memories geopolitics you know yeah. i don't want to <laughs> and the and the girls that they're interviewing are like i'm still two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt like i can't Jesus play Christ. like insane. get these loans yeah. did they just max out credit cards or something like yeah that? they kept opening up credit cards and maxing them out and it's like it's pretty crazy that they let you do that in the first place like i feel like the bank should have some type of like sweetie you've already opened up four credit cards <laughs> yeah, to like, max them you, out man? like maybe you should stop yeah the the bank stereotypical sassy gay friend comes out <laughs> like, girl marks every he bank marks. Needs one of those. Yeah. yeah uh yeah it's a great documentary i mean it's not like well made but it's funny uh, it's like <laughs> it's like cool <laughs> yeah, yeah this uh, is not as severe as the level but there was a news story I'm going to get the country wrong. It was either Japan or Korea, but some guy who was dating a bunch of women on Tinder and each gave them a different birthday so mm. that he would throughout the year just be getting like tens of twenties of like fucking <laughs> birthday presents, which is like, that's smart. That's, that's fine. Dude, that, that's a grind set right there. Like that's just makes sense. You mm -hmm. could do the same thing with like grandmas. You could like convince like, 40 really senile old women that you're their mm -hmm. grandson I, dude i couldn't mail you i would feel <laughs> no, so no, I mean, shitty dude i mean you'd have to be a scumbag but you, you could, could make do some serious money that's like, the plot of the producers in in the producers that's oh, what zero yeah, mostel yeah. is doing oh, at the yes. beginning that's he's, so he's uh, cozying up to a bunch of grandmas in that's order to funny. get funding for his terrible theater place yeah that's a great I, was I like nathan lane in the original no, it's no, uh, Zero wow. Mostel and Gene Wilder in the original, in the 1968 virgin, mm -hmm. uh, version. And also the Kenneth Mars is the Nazi. Virgin. The 1968 virgin. The yeah. old 1968 virgin. That sounds like some sort of, uh, some sort of precious alcohol. Sounds yeah. like a bar, bro. I would drink there. The 1968 virgin? Oh, 100%. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Uh, Zero, I always thought Zero Mostel was a really fucking cool name. It's not his real name, I think. It's a stage no, name. Yeah. But Zero? Yeah, he's Zero. 
Yeah, because yeah, he did a, terribly in school. He would get zeros all the time. So yeah. I think really it is a I think yeah, that's yeah, really that's, that's, that's It might be apocryphal. It might be legendary, but that is the story. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that he said that uh, they his his mom said he was going to amount to nothing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that totally is the like biggest by zero. baller fuck you yeah. ever, dude. That is so, so fresh. And that, that it guy, just shows how our education system doesn't have any room for creatives, okay? Yeah. You know? If you're a creative, if you have ADHD and you're creative like Zero Mostel, you will be left in the dust. Okay. Or you're punished. Yeah. 100%. 100%, baby. Classic. Yeah, that dude's a legend. And he he looked actually a lot like my my grandfather, just like a big fat Jewish guy, kind of like. There you go. Yeah, that's the move. Bro, if you keep wearing these bowling shirts, you're going to have to put on a couple pounds. I feel like. I know. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't really feel it out, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're doing uh, fat guy appropriation right now. I don't. This like is actually it. this is the closest I can get to uh, doing like a cosplay of Kowalski on the back wall. Just... Oh, you do <laughs> kind of look like a penguin, bro. <laughs> penguin shirt, Mr. Yeah. Penguin Harris, bro. I'm I'm so glad House is here actually because somehow my mother saw the Vosh episode. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. For the past week, when she calls, all I hear about is like. Harris dresses so nicely, and all you wear is a t-shirt. Like, what's wrong with you? He looks That's so handsome. So, mm-hmm. I have a fellow t-shirt man here with me. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not showing up for anything. You know, I'm. We're the indie rock. You know, we're like yeah. we're like a scrappy indie band, like Pavement. Our songs aren't that good, but it, we're we're scrappy. You know, yeah, you know I correct. like Pavement. Pavement Dude, this is a big deal, though, bro. Uh, Cold Cuts ranked, no, was it 10 or 15 in Poland? Something like that. We were category. up there. Yeah, Very we high up there. up there. Unless it was just a random spam email. But shout out to the Poles. <laughs> I, I think love it. Oh, yeah. I think it was real. Do they yeah, make house... sausage? What do they do? Yeah, they make They, um, they get invaded by everybody. Nice. Because they have That's no the natural land barriers. There are no large rivers or mountains. It's just a plain that's very easy to conquer from all angles. Yeah, Polish sausage is good. <laughs> I like that shit. Uh, Bro, before I trample all over you, you were about to ask House something. Forgive I was, me. I was just gonna ask House how's, how's your how's your hiatus treating you? So oh yeah, Mister Mister Vacay. A little bit of a vacay. I'm on vacation mode. You know, I'm drinking a daiquiri. You Let's know, go. I have I I I bought twelve thousand coconuts because I'm using them <laughs> for makeshift cups. I'm putting soup in them. You know, uh-huh. I'm using them for all sorts of liquids. I'm using them for solids too, because you know you sort of want a bowl-like structure when you have a solid. Put a steak in there, slice sure. up a steak, put it in a coconut. Mm-hmm. Using the coconut uh, hats, I, I'm making the the tops. I'm making them little hats, <laughs> little hats for dogs. You know, selling them, selling them to chicks uh-huh. on the internet who buy that stuff on Etsy. That oh look, look at my coconut hatted dog. You know. <laughs> Well, that's what really they all insightful. sound like they're yeah, all from thanks. long out you know i'm, I'm hustling you know vacation call it a paycation oh there we go oh. hashtag finance yeah you know, absolutely. some uh vacation house nfts <laughs> yeah please. um i wouldn't i'm i am also i am nft neutral the only reason why i don't do them i think i've said this before is because uh my audience would just kill me you know there's Seriously, no I, there's I no need yeah. to alienate myself from <laughs> It's it's unpopular enough with the audience I seem to have cultivated that nah it's not in the cards for me. No, but yeah. have at you other people who who might not alienate your audience. Shouldn't your it. audience feel bad though because they're stopping you from making no. bank? No, shouldn't, shouldn't not... you tell them no enough? Nah. 
I mean, part of it is like, I mean, that's the weird thing. We're all doing this. We're all participating in we're personalities, you know, we're, we're fun guys that you can hang around with like dream a germa, you know, your favorite guys, dream a germa. My favorite. <laughs> I, I don't know any of I'm so fucking old. Oh, All dude, of these that shit makes me periphery. feel so old, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have yeah. millions of fans, and it's like, I, I've never even like, heard literally, this guy. Who, who is this what guy? Is I know, yeah. That whole, that whole dream situation feels like it's like 9 11 for Coco Melon babies. Like, it's like that. <laughs> like, just like, I don't know who the fuck is watching that shit, but I, I don't think it's anybody over the age of 14. Dude, it's this like... might be a hot take, but I have seen there's two takes on it that are very popular on Twitter right now. One is he's super hideous and looks like Rumple Stiltskin from Shrek, I guess. No, oh, yeah. I don't think yeah, he is a big I don't kid. think that. Yeah. Dude, and then the other side is like, He's not ugly. He just looks like a regular, normal guy. And I'm like, to me, he looks very, he looks like a cute man, very handsome. I think he's handsome. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm confused where the takes are coming from. He looks like Walt Jr. from, he <laughs> looks like that actor <laughs> a little. Bit, a little. Dude, yeah. yeah. Or uh, Matt Pat. The, the last guy I remember when I was dialed into, do you remember Matt Pat from It's a Game Theory? You know, <laughs> the really fucking aggravating YouTube channel. Yeah. But, just, was, uh, was he not? I, I always assumed Matt Pat was the short orange haired guy who's dating the other orange haired chick. That I don't does know. like a video game channel. I don't know. <laughs> is I don't Matt know Pat like an older people. thing? Matt Pat is from like a decade ago, by my estimation. Okay, word. Uh, did, did someone... it, it's a game theory. We're doing what if Kirby, how much could Kirby possibly contain? We calculated oh, type, it, we crunched the numbers, you know. Really, it, but it got very popular because uh, it's, you know, it's bright noises and colors for the kids to watch. But he had the thing. He did have the thing, the chin thing. Yeah, the know? chin. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Dream, I would say Dream has a pretty pr pronounced chin, but I also think he was kind of emphasizing it. He just seemed really nervous to me. Well, he like, only, I, I don't know if someone. <laughs> we're discussing it, this. How are we discussing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're like the we're Dream like, face reveal. We're like three old guys trying to like make sense of why anybody cares about What is the Dream? What but dude, he, he did seem a little self-conscious because I'm assuming a chick told him it was a cute angle for him. But from what I've seen, the whole video, he's like holding his head to the side right here. Yeah. And like yeah. not moving. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if he if you look at him straight on, it's like completely like flat or something. But I was uh, a little nervous on that aspect. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, he's slim. He's got a full head of hair, clear skin. We used that's to be it. like 300 like, pounds. Like, I'm very impressed. Yeah, I, I was I'm wondering that if that's why he held off on the face reveal. Because he, was a he big wanted guy. to lose weight. Yeah. He looked good to me. I don't really get why everybody's clowning on him, but Maybe. he's also like a millionaire. So I, I have a hard time sympathizing with people. It's oh, like, yeah. Dude, you're fine, buddy. Like, but if you can insane. get the millionaire to kill themselves due to body dysmorphia issues, well, I don't want that. that <laughs> that's but that's, you know, well, sort if of I was the in internet his will, has done. <laughs> I would take it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be a funny that would be a funny movie where you get pronounced in someone's will and then you try to incite an online mob against them so that so they, they take their own lives. Mm -hmm. That would be the plot of my screwball comedy. That would actually be a better plot because uh, the movie Bros, Billy Eichner's movie Bros failed at the box office. Why didn't the straight show yeah, up? Why, why didn't, why didn't the, the straight, straight show, show up, up for Bros? Uh, it, I mean, I didn't I had no interest in seeing it, but it seemed very weird. The marketing for it 
which is like this is a show this is a gay movie for everyday gays you know this is about mm-hmm. normal gays and it stars two very fit men you know doing fire island shit on the east coast you know there's no like yeah. fat midwesterners in it or anything like that you know yeah like what is your it's this very narrow view of what being like a normal gay you know it it doesn't seem like yeah you uh, at least diverse, that's what it, you want more diversity in your gay men you're saying not even yeah diversity but just like uh it doesn't it's a it's a very the marketing was very narrow it it wasn't it wasn't a good campaign because it was trying to convince us it's like this apatow like you know Pete Goofy Davidson coming yeah. you know when yeah. it, I don't know. It seems to more represent uh, a very narrow subset of people that that also like the Billy Eichner character is not a hero. Right. Uh, Have you ever seen Difficult People? No, no. Difficult People is great because it's something that I I yearn for is more queer characters who are fucking assholes and dirtbags. And he plays like a real asshole and he plays like a real like a bad person in it. But he's a human despite being a bad person and the gist from what I got from the marketing, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm only judging by what I think was a failed marketing campaign. Why it didn't draw me in is because it's like, I would like to see a movie about that character, but you're mm-hmm. now pitching me this Billy Eichner character. Who's like a psychopath. That's the character. of I'm a psychopath. I'm loud and crazy and intense in your face. Like, I want to see a movie about that character, not like I'm finding love in a very, you know, heteronormative East Coast Fire Island way. You know, it's a- you want to see like a gay Tony Soprano or like a gay to- uh, Walter White, you're saying. I, yeah, I want Humanized. to see. Yeah. Uh, this is <laughs> yeah. why I was telling Harris this earlier, but the reason the marketing I would never go see the movie is because it's like, first of all, I don't go to movies alone. I'd usually go with a bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, have you seen the movie House or no? No, I think it might be good. It might be an excellent movie. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I don't. It could be amazing. But Um, uh, from my understanding, by what the ads I saw of it, are they gay or are they like they find out they're gay? I I, no. it's about a relationship. It's about a relationship blooming. What it is, it's it's train wreck. It's gay train. Remember train train wreck with With Amy Amy Schumer? Schumer. It's the same. I, I don't know if Apatow produced this one, but it definitely feels in the vein of that, which is weird because that's like a decade late to the game. You know, the last one we had of those was that fucking Pete Davidson one, which also felt like weird and out of place. Like it, it was from like the, the 2000s or something. Yeah. Well, dude, say, say the movie's amazing, but I could never be like, because like say Harris lived here. I would, if I asked him to go to that movie with me, I would be the entire time be like, oh, he's going to think I want to hook up with him. Or like, he's going to think <laughs> I want the... to do the movie with <laughs> yeah. him. And like, yeah. I, that's why I can't imagine any dudes going together because I feel like they would be freaking out about that the whole time. I mean, I don't even really have like a, an issue with that, like gay, gay movies. Like I would go see Call Me By Your Name with my bros. Why not? Who fucking cares? I'm Whoa. I'm like comfortable enough with my sexuality, Whoa. and it's a good movie. But uh, can I put my hater hat on for a second? Throw it mm-hmm. on. We got ten minutes of hater mode left. Uh, Billy Eichner is to me like you know how like people who shit on women comedians in a really general way will <laughs> always just pull that card that's like loud doesn't equal funny like. Yeah. I feel that way about Billy Eichner and he's not a woman comedian, but it's like, 
why are you yelling? I don't think this is very funny. <laughs> well, I think that's like what made him because Daff showed me like one episode, but I guess he did this thing like called On the Street. Where Billy on the Street around, is very funny. Like, In that case, Loud yeah. is funny. Yeah, when yeah. it's people are caught off guard and he's asking them a strange question, like but name one good... woman, and then they can't name a woman because they're yeah. so flustered. But that's like a that's very a good specific. Bit. That's, a, yeah. that's a specific scenario where screaming can be funny. Screaming can be funny. It can mm-hmm. be funny, but that's like. When I have never heard him speak at a normal volume, like ever, and at any like ever, he's always screaming. And it's he like, does it in difficult like, people. Watch difficult people. He's very good in difficult people, okay. which is a very good show. And I would have liked something more in the vein of that. It's about horrible. It's about a horrible woman and her horrible gay man friend, and they just are awful together. And Do bad things happen to the woman. Uh, no, well, you know, everyday bad things. You know? oh, all right. All right. All it right. sounds OK. Like sh- shenanigans, like just shenanigans. shenanigans. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And okay, that's cool. That I mean, Lena Dunham came under speaking of LGBT that. mishaps. That was so what, funny. An all time great tweet. <laughs> Lena Dunham saying <laughs> that. So good. I just hope they take my casket through the NYC Pride Parade with a sign that says she wasn't for everyone, but she was for us mourning her dead body, giving her a fucking Viking funeral, you know, uh, the wailing, the wailing gaze behind her, you know, burning themselves on the pyre next to her. And the way it was phrased, it also sounded like like I hope they drive me through my casket through the NYC Pride Parade like she was a van attacker. So it sounds like she was sympathizing with van attackers. She wasn't for everyone, but she was for us, van attackers. That's funny. I saw someone retweet that tweet, and they said, fuck no, but we will do this. And they just edited Lena Dunham's face on the like I literally, there's times I scroll through the timeline, and that's how I find out someone's dead. It's so funny. As soon as you see that, you're like, oh, they died. Yeah, like they're literally. fucking dead now. Like, holy like, shit, dude! It, it was it was record time that I saw the first Queen Elizabeth XXX. Dude, people were so like, it was fucking like, ready for that. Right, like reared up. Like, and I was like, how the fuck did you guys edit this shit together this quickly? It was like, I saw Shinzo Abe ones. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the funniest one to me. I love that one. But uh, uh, can I, I pitch it? Let me pitch a Beetle Moses com- comic. It's XXX <laughs> Tentacion and Brian Griffin from that one time. Oh, <laughs> that one funny. time, Brian, he died canonically on the show. That but it could be any good. pop culture character who died, like Maud Flanders. That one. Oh, that's good. That's Maude. good. Dude, Maud is fresh, just, bro. Yeah. I just threw a Flanders. <laughs> you're you're sexually attracted to Maude Flanders, you're saying? Not necessarily her, <laughs> but the idea of her. Oh, wait a minute. Sure. Are, you're talking about the the Simpsons character. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was, I was Who are you thinking about? of? What the hell are you talking uh, about? What's her name? B. Arthur? B. She Arthur. Uh, what the hell is that? Oh, uh, yeah. Love that woman, you bro. love Maude? Uh, like I you would you, show, are but... you're sexually attracted to B. Arthur? Dude, she's so fresh, dog. She has those like she is. shoulders and she's just like Always saying crazy shit. Golden Girls is a banger. I all of those women are very fuckable. Well into their sixties. Oh baby, oh, yeah. Don't get me Hell started, yeah. dude. Did you yeah. know the woman who plays the mother and who's supposed to be the oldest on the show? I think yeah. is actually the youngest. Is she? I, I don't know. know that. Daphne told me that. You know what? 
the main thing about this podcast is saying stuff that might not be true like it is true. <laughs> sure, so I'm yeah. standing behind yeah. that. I'm standing uh, behind that oh, I can, What was the I, most recent thing that you just said that was like completely untrue? And I was like, dude, what? Why I don't know, you but you literally that? sounded like my girlfriend because she always nails <laughs> oh, me on that shit. I remember like, what it was. It's true. What? Well, it's going to be think, true. Watch. I think House can actually maybe back me up on this because he, he's like historian but I don't uh, Zach <laughs> our resident Yellow Swag Studios claimed that Gavin McInnes invented the word hipster and pretty much introduced what a not hipster the was. word hipster but the no he, he was in style that's not entirely untrue he was very Get fucked in Harris that Get is untrue. it is he, he founded he founded Vice magazine and yeah, uh, not... Vice magazine with two guys and uh it really developed the trend especially with his fashion do's or don'ts what hipsterdom was more than anything is that stupid ass fashion movement with the the glasses and the plaid and you know the rich punk aesthetic There's the wealthy fucking... punk aesthetic you know what are they called you wear them instead uh, of a belt Suspenders. Uh, suspenders yeah that that shit was by so um and you know you can we did an episode on this our, on our podcast because we talked about the hipster to fash pipeline after ariel pink got caught at the the fucking january 6th bro <laughs> they, wait from my understanding though they totally deny it and say they weren't there probably or, that that's probably true or something like that but ariel pink is alt-right whatever you make of that uh has expressed alt-right sympathetic views. Um, Dude, I was and, accused of being alt-right and then also super lefty Antifa recently. So I, <laughs> I feel kindred spirits with that. Sorry, yeah, I, yeah, I interrupted yeah. your tale. I'm a fool. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it just, there's an interesting thing with, especially like synthwave, how it's synthwave is really popular with white supremacists for some reason. Like, have, mm. you, have you heard Fashwave? Is this similar to Bash vaporwave? Because I know that was like popping off. Yeah, it, it's like, like vaporwave, but like with white supremacist stuff in the background. You know how there's like oh, the like, like video edits you're saying. And it yeah, has like the yeah. Black sun spinning. It has, yeah, the black or like Hitler, but like video effects on Hitler, like sad Bart Simpson, but it's sad Hitler instead. Interesting. Uh, Dude, and it's, uh, it's kind of funny. But, but yeah, there's something about that nostalgia, it, and also like how drive is really popular on the pole board of fortune. For some mm. reason, all of the internet fascists also like like the drive guy. For well, some that's reason. literally them. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, that movie has been criticized because the bad guys are Albert Brooks and Ron Perlman, two two uh, tough Jews. You know, that's who it's drive guy is facing. Yeah, bro. I should have put that one of the biggest Jews on it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. unracist I am. I hear a name like <laughs> Perlman or Goldberg, I and I'm no like, no idea. I thought like, he was what? Filipino. <laughs> I, had, I, had no I had no idea. idea. I had no idea. Um, uh, Drive has been criticized for that. But yeah, there's something about that sort of like retro 80s aesthetic and that thing. When when Vice magazine was coming up in Williamsburg, uh, like you, you can hear quotes from Gavin McInnes going like, mm, it's good to see a lot of white faces here in Williamsburg, like half joking, but not actually because we know what yeah. he actually believed. Um, and he was posting on stuff like, are you familiar with V-Dare? No. It's a, like it's a, a truth or dare thing. No, it's a racist anti-immigration website. Uh, it's called V-Dare because it's named for Virginia Dare, who is the first white child born on American soil. Some really corny ass shit. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. But yeah, there is something about this uh, 
obsession with authenticity and exclusivity that does have its root in this sort of fashion and uh, fashion and fascism fused together, which is uh, also the point of the anime Kill la Kill, you know, what we wear defines our station and class. And by enforcing these rules arbitrarily through cool and disseminating it through hipsterdom, you know, we can uh, affect media in some way. Or so we can affect to, mass consciousness in some way. To boil this down to something I understand, I'm right and Harris is wrong, correct? No, no. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you right Hipster was like, hipster's been around since the city. It was used to describe originally uh, white white guys who did like jazz right, music. Right. That's what the fuck well, I, if said. I said. And, and, I didn't okay. mean, I'll give you this. If I said he invented the word, I was wrong on that. But uh, well, I, he invented the current style, I think. Yeah, the this? modern idea or the idea of hipsterdom that arose from 2000s, 2010s New York, that that uh, has a lot of its roots in Gavin McInnes. Uh, I looked up who was the first hipster. You're never going to guess. Uh, the answer, Burroughs? It yeah. says David. St. John the Baptist. That's going, oh, that's whoa. going way back. This is a Tradcast that... podcast now. Who wrote this? An Anabaptist? What the hell is going on here? And then there's another article here that says why Martha Stewart was the first hipster. How the hell did that come about? I, she I don't know. I don't think we're about to get cut off, but I'm going to rail a SIG and I'll see you boys in five. Hell okay, yeah. that sounds good. I was just saying how much I love almonds. It's one of my favorite nuts. I can eat them raw. <laughs> no, no salt, no seasoning, no Nothing. roasted, just the regular raw almonds. Yeah, raw dog like and that, almonds, baby. you know, Dude, no condoms. I don't eat them. They're for the squirrels. But <laughs> I was telling Harris, this is this is science house. You'll appreciate this. It's very intricate, very deep. But the neighbors leave like a little bowl of walnuts out for them. So they know to like, you know, I think instinctively squirrels know to like crack the nut open. Sure. But when I give the same squirrels almonds, they, I don't know if it's just force of habit, but they literally chew the skin off before eating it. Oh, what? I don't know if they assume they have to like, that's them cracking it. But Interesting. Uh, I wish I could. Maybe it's fun them. for them. Maybe it's like it. Have you yeah, ever actually. taken the skin off of an almond just using your, your salivary glands and, you know, a bit of know-how from the tongue? No, but you you were doing a a hamster version of it. Yeah, you could do yeah, like Hamtaro. You know, I had an I had an abandoned joke where Hamtaro was eating one of their young. Uh, Oh hell yeah! That's so fucked, bro. I I didn't go through with it because I didn't think people knew who Hamtaro was anymore. No, you could pull that off, dude. I never watched that shit, but anytime I visited the states, I would always hang out with my cousin and we'd watch cartoons like SpongeBob and all that shit. And I remember, Mm -hmm. like, as soon as Hamtaro came on. He would get so fucking angry, dude, and just like <laughs> these gay hamster cartoon, like, like gay hamster. This. Oh my yeah. god, this is beneath my tastes as a cartoon <laughs> lover. This fucking oh, what is this for girls? Oh. Dude, literally, yeah. literally was his vibe. But he was raised in a not anti-animal household, but I totally get it, dude. I remember any time his cat would have babies or like. Sometimes for some reason cats would show up at his house, I think, because they left food out. But like there was a bunch of kittens one time and he was like, dude, five new kittens. This is going to be so sick. And then I remember one day early in the morning, we heard like a bunch of gunshots. And uh, yeah, my aunt was just like, yeah, the kittens ran away. And it was like, dude, I found out later. Yeah, she would dude. sometimes they would kill these animals and be like, 
Yeah, we just we wouldn't be able to keep them and like keep feeding them. And it was just looking back, I'm like, dude, that is so fucked. What the hell? That's that is horrifying. So fucked, dude. Have you dude. seen the Dr. Oz puppy killing story? No, what is no. that? Uh, when Dr. Oz, uh, Dr. Oz puppy experiments is what comes up on Google. Was he doing them? Uh, here, on here, I'm going from the Daily Beast. Dr. Oz conducted experiments that killed 329 dogs and 31 pigs, report. We don't Jesus. care as much about the pigs, I guess. No, I guess not. Uh, well, dude, uh, wasn't there something Fauci did when he was like doing a younger man? He was like doing something to beagles with sand fleas. No, nah, they're all, oh, you know, fuck. I'm sure. Dude, I hate what is up with science. Like, I realize sometimes, especially rats, I know I've, maybe it's in Russia, but they actually built a big statue for lab rats as like a thank you okay for how many of them die but there's yeah. so many times you see a science story or some science briefing and it's like we strapped an electrode to a monkey's ball sack and we <laughs> found out shocking him every 30 seconds caused him extreme pain and PTSD. and it's yeah. like dude i could have told you that i yeah. could have told you that that would cause pain to the That's monkey like up. i mean i do... have to do that here's my other Thank God, I already opened this fucking episode with NFTs. Like, I know already people are going to be in the comments. You're the saying, NFT, Yo, what the man. fuck is Beatles smoking? But I was, but like, also, like, when I see shit that's like, you know, on the bottles, it says, like, we are products are never tested on animals. And I'm like, but you should test, you should test it on something <laughs> because. What are you testing it on? Then? Well, like, How they're, do I know they're, just, yeah, they're doing the numbers. You know, they're taking they're taking some educated guesses. I'm reading some of the details of this Dr. Oz story. It's horrifying. It's these. Did you want to hear some of these awful, was, awful was, details? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, Del Orto testified that a dog experimented on by Oz's team experienced lethargy, vomiting, paralysis, and kidney failure, but wasn't euthanized for a full two days. She alleged other truly horrifying examples of gratuitously cruel treatment of dogs, including at least one dog who was kept alive for a month for continued experimentation despite her unstable, painful condition, despite how data from her continued experimentation was deemed unusable. According to Delorto, one Oz-led study resulted in a litter of puppies being killed by intracardiac interjection with syringes of expired drugs inserted Jesus. into their hearts without any sedation. What was Upon, he trying to, like, what was the experiment? Like, what here's was the he... last sentence. Upon being killed, the puppies were allegedly left in a garbage bag with living puppies who were their litter mates. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? Dude, Dude what the fuck? Yeah, Dr. What you, Oz, like, what were they trying to figure out? <laughs> they were how, how how cruelly you can murder a puppy i guess seriously what dude, the hell there dude? is like a flip worst side thing though, i can because am, am i getting history wrong thank god alex is here and you here you guys are smarter than me wasn't there a bunch of shit done not just by the nazis but also i think by the japanese that was like incredibly cruel to a ton of people but the science actually was able to like help well i mean with a ton of shit you could do Operation Paperclip. You could argue about that. Uh, you, you've heard of Operation Paperclip, right? I thought yeah. that was the Tom Cruise movie where he tries to blow up. That's Hitler. Valkyrie. That's uh, Operation okay. Valkyrie. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Paperclip, Paperclip was the one where they got all the Nazis, uh, the CIA and the American yeah. government imported all the Nazi scientists, chief among them, Werner von Braun, who uh, you know was big into rocketry and yeah. couldn't have done what we did in the space race without him. Uh, but, you know, as to whether, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's particular. we use Nazi stuff all the time. There was one thing the other day where someone was like, I just found out that Doc Martens was a Nazi. 
And then it's like, yeah, Hugo Boss and Fanta. Dude, you got to admit, yeah. though, like, there, someone posts a thing all the time on Twitter, but it's all the rankings of Nazis and their outfits. And it's like, God damn, the drip is crazy. Swaggy. The drip uh, is crazy. Once again, fashion and fascism. You see why Gavin McInnes got, uh, got to it through fashion. Callback. It's, uh, callback. It's, all, it's all unified. It's, this, is it's... In, uh, this is embarrassing, and I just have to admit it because I'm mentally challenged. But after you explained Operation Paperclip, the reason I do know what it is is because someone posted – the clip from uh what's it called fresh prince of bel-air okay and it's like the operation paperclip scientist speaking to the soldiers and the, it's mm-hmm. when it's the clip where uh will smith is, says we are gonna get in trouble or something and then the dad's like we we yeah let me just describe a meme to you guys okay yeah <laughs> so glad you get yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, that NASA was founded, like, the chief scientists at the very beginning were all Nazis. At that was from through. the paperclip thing, I think, right? Yeah, it was, was all like, yeah. through that, yeah. Yeah, um, so, I don't know yeah, if yeah. I would, it justifies, I would, I, I would take the space race, I wouldn't want to go to the moon if it also meant we didn't have to do the Holocaust either. I would, you uh, know. I I don't know why that was such a big dick showing contest when we were racing with Russia. Like, because it was, it was the bigger implication was that we're, we're smarter and our technology is better. And like, it, what, I think it was, it was kind of like a, an, an, a metaphor for nuclear war. Like, oh, our, our shit is, you know, we could fuck you up. But it's like at the end of the day, both countries are superpowers and have very, smart scientists and well i mean also russia just uh handed america its ass when it came to technological development in in the space race it's they beat us to space and, right yeah they beat yuri yeah. gagarin was the first they beat it they beat america to a lot of firsts in space as well watching uh, a dog up there with yeah, you know, the dog yeah. plan laika yeah, yeah. like the goat i know yeah. and there's a, a monkey one up there too but that was america right monkeys bro, are so know. fresh bro that's are, that's how crazy. you know we're better. They're using dogs. We're using monkeys, bro. They that's do the power play. Monkeys, chimps creep me out a little bit. Like, yeah, I find them less sympathetic than dogs because they're capable of guile and malice. Yeah, not only that, they could literally. Their strength is inhuman. I, I'm going to sound yeah, like Joe Rogan, but they can literally remove your limb <laughs> like, yeah. without even trying. Have you guys ever listened to the audio? This is so fucked, bro. The lady getting her face ripped off by the yes, chimpanzee. Dude. Yeah, Ugh. they reference it in Nope. That's yes. uh I still so need yeah. to see that. Harris was uh walking me through it. It's I kinda, real good. I kinda, it I spoiled I it. I didn't want it to be spoiled, but he just spoiled it. House, did you see this movie Barbarian? I did haven't you? seen Barbarian. I've heard many good things it is about so it. So good. In my opinion, it's better than Nope. I think it, it and it's scarier. Like if you like scary movies, it's very scary. Bro, but it's very good. Don't hate me, Harris, but I knew I was never gonna see it just because Daff really doesn't want to go see it because of Justin Long. So I did look don't up spoil, the whole don't plot. Spoil, I won't. Don't no, I'm not at all. But you were 100 correct because just from the commercials, I'm like, what is this? A scary? Uh, Airbnb no, I know. I know, I know the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, it, Dude, yeah. It, it's so good. I don't want you to leak anything because I think it's a crime that there's nobody really talking about it. Like I don't see anybody tweeting about it or anything like that. And it was like. I think it was like my favorite movie that I saw this year. It was so fucking good. Well the marketing on. team kind of dropped the ball. I'd like to think it it's made bank. It did Justin well. Long. It did it. Yeah, it, it did well at the box office. It 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 made its money back. Made its budget back. 
It was great. And it, yeah, I would definitely recommend seeing it while it's still in theaters if you haven't seen it. Cool it was movie. directed by the whitest kids you know guy. That's one right. of the whitest kids you know's and white it, guy. Was it? Yeah. It, yeah. It was. Not yeah, Trevor it, Moore, but Zach Frager. No. Well, I'd hope not because he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, that would be super. That would be that a would super be scary. That would be movie. spooky. That would be yeah. spooky. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, Dude, there's a bunch of. Uh, did they ever release exactly how he died? Because I know there's like a bunch of theories that like. I know the I, government. I don't want to speculate. Too spe- I, think, I, I heard... think he fell off of something. That's what. That's the report that Is I that saw. What it was? He fell off. Of yeah. The yeah, he was drunk and he hit his head tweets. or something like that. People always share his tweets where he was like. He was something about anti-COVID, and they're just like, "Dude, this is it's right in front of us." Like, <laughs> oh, oh no! Government way. killed him because he of had this. information that would lead the to Hillary government? Clinton. Yeah. The government killed the whitest kid you know. The Hillary stuff's real, though. The Hillary yeah. stuff. That, that stuff, <laughs> I believe, bro. There's what, too many Seth guys. Rich, are you a Seth Rich guys. truther? Dude, that is like a, the only <laughs> part of that story that does make me wonder what's going on is because the police said it was a mugging, but apparently nothing was taken from him. I don't, I don't, I, know, I don't know why you go Rich. through killing someone to do that. He was just I mean, a DNC. He was a Democrat, right? I, I don't know what the fuck anything about Seth Rich. I know it was among the right. It was a, a conspiracy that he was murdered because he had information that would lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. Right. Yes. I have not yes. investigated. I, I'm only familiar with the meme. Uh, 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 but uh, I, I, I mean, look at Epstein, right? You know, uh, how can you that should in terms of suspicious deaths that should everyone was like, yeah, sure. That doesn't seem right. Is that crazy yeah. to think that something happened there? Because it, it does seem very strange. No, probably not. But I'm I'm like, I think like I, I'm sort of a Bush did 9-11 guy. I'm sort of on a tiny bit. I think that conspiracy theories are just really fun to believe. Like it's sure. I think I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody in the modern age who doesn't have who doesn't believe in at least one conspiracy theory. And oh like, yeah. 9-11 was an inside job is almost just like that's like entry-level conspiracy theory. yeah i think yeah. most people can say like oh yeah there probably was something fishy about that one but yeah. that's the thing is like a lot of them turn out to be fucking true like mk yeah, ultra them, yeah. or like uh have you heard of the fucking franklin credit scandal no what is that franklin that credit shit- yeah, yeah Franklin credit scandal. It it was uh, a, an alleged pedophile ring that took place out of Omaha, Nebraska, that had deep ties to the government through a guy called Lawrence King, uh, specifically through the GOP. This was a guy who would like sing the national anthem at Republican Party uh, uh, fundraisers and benefits. And also in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, was allegedly running a fucking pedophile ring. And uh, it was it got swept up as part of the satanic panic in the late 1980s. And a lot of people deemed it a hoax. But there's been more recent scholarship suggesting that, no, this was some straight up actual true detective shit. You know, some some like dark ass, you know, Saturnalia that was uh, taking place with government participation. You know, there was some shit going on. I mean, since we're on the topic of conspiracies, I don't know if you guys have seen this doc, but it, you, you guys know Son of Sam. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Summer of Sam, or well, the yeah, the Summer of Sam. I guess is the doc I saw, but the... no, not no, the doc. That's the Spike Lee movie. Uh, Son oh, of Sam mind. is. I know the killer Son of Sam. So, There's yeah. something, and maybe it's called Son of Sam's. I don't know what it is, but they this reporter who ended up getting killed 
was like doing research and like because when they originally captured the guy, what, what's his name? Uh, Berkowitz, uh, David Berkowitz. Berkowitz. Yes. Yeah, when they originally captured him, he was saying shit about how he was part of like a cult thing. But to yeah. be fair, he also claimed the dog next door was communicating with him. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> He's the but most then, but, sound of mind. But, well, no, then he he subsequently, I think, in later interviews, could like confessed that it was, that it was just him. Yeah, it was, it was a, a fabrication. The, the dog yeah. thing was a hoax. Yeah, that he but, was. Uh, just, like... I, dude, I, this documentary puts some very big evidence down into there actually being kind of what you were saying how it's like some sort of satanic weird cult and like uh yeah one of the guys who apparently he was involved with ended up killing himself like very soon after also yeah Mm -hmm. there was like a bunch of weird shit but dude at the end of the day as much as i want to believe in conspiracy theories and like i mean like you said house i i do think there are some that are real but all a lot of the big ones i'm always like i really just think some stuff happened because people are stupid Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like oh, well, yeah. some of them can be boiled down to that or like just people being in the wrong place at the wrong time or blah, yeah. blah, blah. But like a lot of shit can be chalked up to negligence, like or just ineptitude, like most shit, some like even things that you think somebody's doing something malicious. A lot of the times you can just chalk it up to, oh, no, that person's just an idiot. But yeah, a baboon but, or they just weren't thinking. But when it comes to things like the like <laughs> when it comes to the government, I'm way more just like. Yeah, you guys did that shit, didn't you? I had well, a I had a buddy show me. Do you ever have like a friend sit you down and show you the PizzaGate documentary? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was on I was on 4chan during that, baby. Oh yeah, that Comet was ping pong. Oh, yeah, good old Comet ping pong. Uh, J- James Delafontis, all that. Shit. <laughs> what was it? Four thousand hot dogs, and the hot dogs were yeah. synonym for male prostitutes. And yeah, they they're wanted like, just like almonds on their. Yeah, pizza they're like, or can we get weird. can we get walnut sauce on that like yes, corn yeah. dog or something like that? And there's always somebody getting arrested. House, they finally they finally putting you they're away. Coming no, for me, not... bro. They're coming uh, for okay. me now. They just drove by. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, P- I remember watching the pizza game. My friend was very like, dude isn't that crazy that shit like i think it's real i think it's real and i remember watching it it was a convincing documentary but it's also like i don't want to believe that this is real because it's just too fucking dark and i mean is is it that dark i mean some we celebrate some open pedophile rings like the entire 1970s rock and roll retinue you know jimmy page and all (laughs) jimmy page and Tyler, uh, uh, I, was, I, I almost called him Tyler Perry. Uh, Steve Perry. Oh, that's close. <laughs> and, uh, don't drag Tyler. Don't drag. No, no, Medea, I won't was. drag Tyler drag Perry's him. good drag name. And, no, no. Oh, Medea is a national treasure. Um, yeah. Uh, what, uh, yeah. Fucking. What's his face? Ted Nugent did all it all. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. That was rock and roll for a while was just an out in the open pedophile rig and everyone was like yeah yay yeah. yay uh, the 70s this is the worst time in human history now that's yeah. one of the conspiracies i think is semi-true not not that pedophiles are like running hollywood as like a cabal but there's definitely some sort of offshoot doing stuff have you guys seen i keep bringing up documentaries but it's called an open secret yeah it's the Corey Whoa. feldman one right i think it's a, Corey is it? Feldman What's was big because Corey Feldman was molested when he was a young lad, and also yeah, he talks it, about that. He talks about how Corey Haim was also molested, and that eventually led. I, to I get frustrated with people like him, and like, dude, it? I get it. Being molested sucks. I've technically <laughs> been molested, so I can talk about this legally. I can shit on Corey. But... <laughs> you, you, you flash your molested card. That's right. <laughs> but he was doing this shit a few years ago where he was like, 
I'm about to drop the biggest info on one of the biggest pedophiles who's in Hollywood. And he kept like psyching it up and then just never he didn't do did it. anything. Yeah, no, he like, did. He did drop it, but it wasn't somebody who people would recognize. There okay. was, it, it was like a big agent, but it's it's like you were expecting it because the thing with Harvey Weinstein is everyone had heard of Harvey Weinstein. It was just he was a big enough producer that his name became synonymous with the movies that he produced, like with mm-hmm. Miramax, with Quentin Tarantino. And so that's why it was a big deal. But when uh, uh, Feldman eventually named accused the person who did it, it was it was just somebody nobody recognized. Still horrible. Mm-hmm. But it was like there wasn't uh it didn't attract that media attention in the way that it, so, you you get when it's a more famous uh Harris was shitting on feldstein for no reason what? that's what you're saying yeah you shouldn't have said that about Corey feldstein bro feldman, feldman? Corey feldman. feldman yeah yeah you're mixing feldstein. up your, your general jewish suffixes. Yeah, um you Corey know, feldfarb Corey, yeah uh Corey feldberg, feldberg. yeah, yeah feldberg he yeah. i remember he came under some some fire because um he was talking he he'd been very open about uh being molested as a kid in hollywood for a long time but also went on like the view or something and told the ladies there or like barbara walters yeah and she was was like you're destroying people's careers well yeah there was that but there were the other side of it was that he he made a point to say that like yeah i was friends with michael jackson and he never touched me so like uh, and then and then these documentaries came out and uh, were pretty much exposing that Michael Jackson most certainly did molest these kids. I think it's pretty. There had to be weird well, you know. going on, bro. Like, even if you have the mind of a child, having kids sleep. Right. I can't imagine at any point in my life, even if, like, apparently his bed was the size of, like, a pool. Yeah. Right. Ew. Ew. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's, you know, part of the game, too. Like, if, if you're an enterprising uh, abuser, like you'll make you'll have normal relationships with children as well to throw people off mm-hmm. so that you know yeah, they'll come sure. to you. you know it's in the same way that you know when marilyn manson was being accused of all of his stuff dita von teeth was like he's a gentleman to me yeah yeah, <laughs> that, like, yeah that, because... i shouldn't i shouldn't make fun of her like that but uh, you know <laughs> you don't know what you you don't Someone know what your that, people are up to <laughs> Yeah, uh, people are up to crazy shit. You don't know the secret lives of people. Uh, It's amazing what people are able to hide. You know, BTK was a family man, right? Mm -hmm. They never found him, though, right? They found me. Yeah, they found me. They got him. Yeah, Yeah. I thought they didn't. No, oh, they I'm, sorry. I'm thinking of the Zodiac guy. I'm thinking of the Zodiac, yeah, the Zodiac, yeah, Zodiac. guy. Yeah, you got away Well, with dude, it. I mean, the biggest one I'm always blown away is the who was that British Jimmy Seville? Jimmy, Jimmy Savile, yeah. He, and he, he talking about hiding in plain sight, yeah. Before yeah. he died, he would be like, yeah, when I'm gone, people are going to be really like, it's they're going to find out some fucked up shit about me. And no one's yeah. like, uh, we should look into this. Yeah, <laughs> so everyone, like, everyone was just like, oh, you're crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Dude, that was that that was crazy, and that was kind of like an open secret in in uh, the UK, right? Like, I yeah, think yeah. he was, well, he was no, being I don't, broadcasted for years. Into but I don't think it was an open secret because I actually don't think a lot of people knew, even though he was saying shit like that. Because I remember yeah. it was like a big deal when they discovered it or whatever. But I, I could be getting that totally wrong. I am a baboon. Uh, uh, I think it was. There's there's audio of Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols in like the early 80s or like the late 70s talking about oh jimmy savile there's something going on there isn't there there's something oh there's something a little bit wrong you know i think people people knew sort of 
uh, had the vibe. I mean, there have you seen the documentaries on him? There's just footage of him on top of the pops, just reaching into a 13 year old girl's dress. You know, it's like fucked up. He oh, would do bro, that what? shit live on the air. Right. And, you know, but, the, but that's how these guys do it. That's how like this guy and Michael Jackson, both of them made it just like, I'm, I'm eccentric. This is my thing. I'm just weird. And I'm yeah. friends with kids and I do this shit. And for some reason, because they're famous, everybody's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah what a crazy dude and then after they die it's like how did we let him get away yeah, with this it's like dude, what the fuck <laughs> how did we why did we why did we all just yeah. I, I don't think well i want to believe that now we're i think michael jackson all of this huge expose on him now po- post-mortem will probably stifle anybody in the future from acting so brazenly on it do you know what i mean like i think he was very like open about he would he was like holding a kid's hand in interviews and shit like that all the time and like you know what i mean like and people were just like he's just a kid at heart and now i think people are going to be a lot more dubious of like any type of behavior maybe i don't know i'm sure there's like drake keeps getting away with it you know that's (laughs) true he does he keeps hiding plain sight you know (laughs) yeah dude i remember there was a big oh Cold Cuts oh, podcast calling out Drake. I was going to say we're officially anti-Drake. Yeah, Drake, just in case anybody was wondering. There was a big story that was famous in my school. And I swear I looked it up and it was there was actually a news article about it, but I could be wrong. But apparently, because at one time, Michael Jackson moved to Bahrain, which is like mm-hmm. an island. It's its own country. It's where I was yeah. born. But uh, a lot of the kids from Saudi, we drive out there because that's like where the mall was. Um, Bahrain didn't have as strict rules as Saudi. So like if you wanted to buy pork you could go there mm. and shit and like smuggle it back. And, uh, but there was a story about, um, some, someone was in an Abaya acting kind of weird at a store and someone joked like, Hey, it's Michael Jackson. And the, the Abaya woman immediately ran away like full force. But, uh, apparently hell? he would dress up in a full Abaya when he was in Bahrain <laughs> what? to hide. So like people wouldn't see him when he was like out in public or just doing random shit. How did that person realize it was him? I wonder, well, apparently like they him. were, from my understanding, watch this just be a myth that happened. Like that was made up at my school, but it was, the, they were just acting weird and they made a joke. Cause oh, really? uh, I think I before th- the event, people knew it, it, he had been known that that's how he got around. Like yeah. in an Abaya. Interesting. Imagine he's like walking in full disguise and he just lets out like a, yeah, <laughs> and everybody's just like, it was like, oh my god, it's him! <laughs> get him! Just like get him! It's <laughs> uh, classic. Uh, I mean, dude, Mike, Michael Jackson. I still love his music. I still listen to it all. I the time. don't yeah. get the appeal, dude. I try like really to shit all the time, and I hate it, bro. I hate oh, I think music. it's very funky. I think it's very yeah. Funky he's really music. good. I mean, he was definitely a uh, once in a generation talent for sure. I don't. You don't like. Also... Uh, you don't like any of the Jackson Five stuff. You don't like. I want you back. You yeah, don't like Ben. I, I love the Jackson Five music. Jackson is Five fresh is as hell. great. Yeah, yeah. I want you back is a banger. But oh, you just, don't you don't like like Billy Jean or uh, you don't like uh, don't stop till you get enough. Yeah, don't stop till no, you get enough. Rock with you. The Those only Jackson song I enjoy is the cover by Alien Ant Farm of Annie. Are you okay? And even then, <laughs> I don't like it that much. Yeah, you know, you don't like the anti-Semitic Michael Jackson song. <laughs> you you don't like that. Uh, yeah, they don't really care about us. You know that bro. one. <laughs> they don't really care about that. <laughs> That's not oh even a conspiracy. God. It's true. That's it's right. true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I like, hey whoa my favorite whoa. one of my favorite bits of michael jackson lore is that he 
it, it is still not i think the jackson camps kept it completely under wraps and it still hasn't officially been decided how he and his dancers were able to do that forward lean when they're on stage you know that like move oh, that yeah, he does where they, like, I think, yeah, uh, they I think come back th- doesn't he have a patent there's a patent there, for those shoes there's a lot of like a- there's a lot of working theories and people say the most pop- common theory is that there were underneath the sole of the shoe there was like a little divot at the bottom yeah. of the sole and there were nails in the floor so the head of the nail was sticking up just like a quarter inch oh. out of the floor and they were leaning on that out of the thing but even that if you watch a video of him doing it live on stage it's like how the fuck that doesn't even make sense like they lean really fucking far forward it's Dude, that i love that shit i That's hate just to say crazy. It. I think child abuse is bad, but it seems like all these people, especially like Michael Jackson, if you make your kids sleep in the fireplace and hit him with the poker a few times, they all turn into very talented individuals. No question about it. Yeah. I mean, the the Joe yeah. Jackson method of parenting you're advocating. Yeah. Dude, yeah. One of them might become a serial pedophile, but what a talented serial pedophile. Well, dude, I don't want my kid to grow up and be completely normal and boring and be like, Dad, why <laughs> didn't you shove a poker in my ass? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. didn't you beat me? Like, uh, dude, I could have he... been be- I could have been a contender. Yeah, it you're going to be a tiger mother. You're going <laughs> to. Careful. <laughs> I mean, careful. Yeah, you and Amy Chua. It's a dangerous phrase. Did oh, you no. See- Is it? Why? I don't know, but I remember when the phrase became famous because there was like a New York Times journal. My mom was like reading me them like, look at these women. Don't like, uh, I should be more like this. Like making you wake up at 5 a.m. to do your homework. Aren't you Mm -hmm. glad I'm not like this? And I was just like, please, (laughs) what is going on? Yeah, my Uh, mom admired Tiger Women. You know what that is, Harris? No, what is that? It's, it's. Correct me if I'm wrong, House. It's it's generally like an Asian mother. Well, there was a there was a book written by this lady called Amy Chua, who is a Harvard Law professor, and uh, she was also known for sending a lot of uh, women to clerk under Brett Kavanaugh, which is uh, later oh found out during his hearings. But uh, uh, yeah, her she she did the book, The Ballad of the Tiger Mother, which was. Uh, about all this namby-pamby parenting you have in America, you know, here, here are the values of, like, strict Asian parenting, you know, and it, it sort of came out around a time where there was a vogue of, like, uh, uh, literature about Asian, like, uh, it also came out around the same time as Crazy Rich Asian stuff. There was about mm-hmm. something about this uh, wealthy Asian class of people became this sort of aspirational thing as mm-hmm. well. So it... it, it it, it was liked by the same class of people that like pop science books like uh, Malcolm Gladwell or even, you know, Jordan Peterson's hours. 12 Rules for Life or something like that. You know, Interesting. part of this Dude, self-help I community. I really thought Jordan Peterson was like an online phenomenon, but one of my roommates, uh, you know, before I moved in with Daff was like really big into those books. He really liked the ones, you know, those stupid cringe ones that are like, don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the business. business. Yeah, yeah. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yes, oh, that was God, like one of his yeah. favorites. But he was going through some because he was like, dude, these really helped me. And then he was like, dude, have you heard of Jordan Peterson? Like he was mm-hmm. letting me in on a secret. Like, it reminded me of when my dad uh-huh. called one time and was like, have you heard of Q? Like they think yeah, they're about to blow classic. your mind. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> it took me everything to say, don't forget to wash your penis or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, 
I've I've got into my crackpot theory about Jordan Peterson on here before, right? Or I've, mm, I've I don't know. Refresh, refresh yeah, the cold again. cuts audience. Well, the okay. So you remember the the movie Goodwill Hunting, right? Uh-huh. Yes. You remember the scene in Goodwill Hunting where Matt Damon is crying and uh, uh, Robin Williams is consoling him and stroking his hair and going, "It's not your fault." Yes, it's not your yeah. fault. Um. So a large swath of people see themselves as goodwill hunting. They see themselves as this down on their luck, tough guy who's good natured and honest. He's a working Joe and he's really smart. If someone would just give him a chance, you know, this is the proto drive thing of identifying. I mean, they wouldn't identify none of these like the people that like Peterson. Uh, would probably identify with Matt Damon because he's too much of a liberal pansy. But actually, you know, I'm, I'm I'm speaking too uh, too broadly because there are a lot of like centrist or otherwise, you know, center left or left wing fans that have found meaning in that in that book, which is you know just a collection of very simple advice. But I think what it comes down to is like, and people mock him for crying, but the crying is the point. There's not like a lot of things that signals to this group of alienated, usually white men, mostly that it's okay to cry. You can cry. And usually when it's someone saying that it's somebody who they've learned to dislike for one reason or another, it's some sort of blue haired psychotherapist, but no, here's, here's yeah. Some SJW. But here's, here's this model of masculinity and he's weeping all the time. You know, he's telling me my conservative values are cool and that I am the one that's under attack and, you know, I am embattled, you know, and he's stroking my hair and saying, it's all right. It's all right. You know, mm-hmm. that was like his thing. He, he would say, these young men are coming to me with tears in their eyes. They're, right. I, yes. You know, I remember that. I remember that. It's about it, it. It's fundamentally about this alienated class of people of like usually young white cis men. Uh, and it has a broader reach than that, but that is the core demo as people mm. say. Um, well, dude, I think there is a need for that in a sense, because I don't think we need to, I mean, throughout time, there's been the mentorship, you know, like the younger guy, the older guy, the older guy giving him advice. We don't need to go all the way back to the Greek version of it where we're fucking young men's thighs in order to give them social advice. I don't think we have mm-hmm. to go that far, but uh, I don't see a lot of that shit going on anymore. And I'm so grateful in college, like the amount of like seniors, I can think of a few people in particular who kind of like took me under their wing mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of gave life advice and shit. Like, um, I don't know. I think that's just like a very special thing. Well, and you I know, think... there is like an equivalent of that on the left, which is like Hassan. I love, love him or hate him. He's he's trying to do, he's actively trying to be, I'm a masculine guy, but you know, I'll, I'll do but what I want him. to. An E-man. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, I think that's what Sam Hyde is also trying to do to some I represent some sort of lost masculinity that has been lost. And I'm trying to reclaim that, you know, for you mm-hmm. other misfits, for you rage-filled, you know, mm-hmm. manly men, uh, you know, fighting misfits out there. I am the one for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all, yeah, these attempts to reclaim lost masculinity masculinity was never lost to begin with baby it's oh there we go changing. yeah there we go changing. it's there is no just chill out you don't need to worry about it. you do you like being a man you think you're a man that's great you are a man you you do yeah. you do what you do. you're living it you live in masculinity right now there's no need to reclaim lost anything it was never missing 
And there's so many different types of it, though. Like, I feel like there's some people who, if they heard you say that, they would misread it on purpose and think you were implying, like, we need to embrace as men to be even more feminine. But, like... No, there's there's... just... There is no... It's it's a multifarious definition. Yeah, for sure. There's still super manly dudes. And then, like, I mean... I know he's dead, but he's just the only one I can think off the top of my head because I'm slightly tipsy. But there's people like Prince who can take the, you know, more feminine side of masculinity and still make it masculine. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping you from... Yeah, I, it's it's kind of cringe, dude, when people get embarrassed about that shit or, like, yeah. hard on themselves think, Yeah, it. I think a lot, yeah. Of these, a lot of these young guys that are really, like, flailing or... Don't, it's just like, dude, you need to just pick up a hobby. Like, you shouldn't even be looking for answers from somebody who's trying to give you advice you know like like you should like just uh start doing something that you like like if do you want to learn how to play guitar pick up a guitar do you want to learn how to play soccer go join like an intramural soccer league like those those to me and then you know what then you're going to meet people who are like-minded and cool and they're not trying to get in your brain like some of these other fucking guys like mm-hmm. yeah always like jordan peterson sam hyde hassan piker i don't care what it's like all of them yeah have it in the back of their mind like oh i'm trying to just like protect this and they probably all feel they all feel like they're doing the right thing right i don't think and none of those guys give me like grift no vibes. sam hyde might be openly villainous uh, who knows what he thinks a you little know, bit who, who i can read into his mind we My, can't handle Sam Hyde slander on the court. <laughs> That's not true. We were slandering him last episode. You were I think the, I think me, the point me. he's openly villainous. That's sort of the appeal is that I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad I guy. Guess. He's just like Billy Eilish. I he's could like be Billy Eilish wrong. for me. I feel like his his take on that is I'm the disgusting gross guy. And yeah. I don't think he sees yeah. himself as like a bad Dude, I, I could be crazy though. Anytime I stand up for people, they end up proving me wrong and like you, <laughs> you guys can all laugh when that happens. Yeah, I'm too old to be standing up for anybody. You like, and all of us are adults here. You got to stand up for yourself. Just I'm a you baby know I mean? in a man's body. I'll be quite <laughs> just like I get like I don't th- I don't think any of those guys are really, honestly. My take on like Sam Hyde is that I think he, I think that his, uh, the shit that he says, the way that he views like the world or Hollywood or like modern masculinity or whatever i think he's sincere and like he really does believe the things that he says like i don't think he's like a total fucking like gavin mckinnis is a fucking sham like none of that shit is real i don't think well except he does believe the white supremacy he he really actually is very he probably i think he does but so much of that is just a put on and it's obvious because he's just fucking old and like lame you know, well, like, dude, like, my take, I, I could be completely wrong, but with Sam and Gavin, I feel like uh, the biggest issue that's causing them bad image shit and what's causing them to, like, say retarded shit is, like, they've called, cultivated a very, like, awful audience of, like, just, like, chimp brain people who I think you can get, like, irony poisoned or pushed harder to one side if you notice, like, a lot of positive feedback from another side, like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not playing defense. Okay, I have a thing. I have a thing. Uh, so I got into trouble recently for making a sincere post about South Park. South Park, a show I, I love very much and I think is very funny, but often has, you know, some pretty fucking cringe moments in its past. I The most obvious one is like, uh, even very recently, it's it's pretty transphobic. A lot of its takes on trans people are not like very good. One. But yeah, but even one recently where it's Macho Man Randy Savage. As, oh, as, yeah, I saw that one. You know, that yeah, one yeah. is also. And that was like, what's weird is they went back on it, too. Like they they did an episode where they were 
uh, more uh, receptive to uh, to more progressive, for lack of a better word, politics on trans issues. The episode called The Sissy. And then they went back on it again with this whole trans sports thing. But whatever, you know, who cares about that? Uh, I mean, lots of people. You should criticize stuff. Um, but the, the thing that I took umbrage with is their Family Guy episode, where their whole thing is the manatees who write Family Guy refuse to work because... We do either, have a minute left, just interjecting. Either, uh, yes, everything is okay or nothing's okay. And I think that attitude is stifled. Clearly, it wasn't okay to depict Muhammad because you didn't depict him. So it's not... <laughs> there's a, it's, a, it's a dialectic. It's a conversation with the audience. And that's, that's, it doesn't take place in a vacuum, what you say. And when you dialogue with the audience in a way that promotes that sort of aggression thing, that's what you get, you know? Mm -hmm. Dude, I, we can talk, we have to talk about this more because it is interesting, but from my understanding, they literally did animate the scene with Muhammad, but were forced out by the network. Yes. And so it clearly wasn't okay. There was commerce involved. A better ending to the episode. is that their fault or is that the network's fault? It, who cares what's fault it is? It wasn't okay. Bro, yo, before we got cut off, you're way smarter than me, House, so there's a chance I just didn't fully comprehend what you were saying. But when you were saying, like, uh, because they didn't show Muhammad, that was, you could tell that was, like, bad or whatever? No, it's not that it was bad. It's just, okay, so when the phrase that they bring up in the show Cartoon Wars, which is a common philosophy, a comic axiom that a lot of comedy people have, which is either everything's okay or nothing's okay. Either everything's okay to joke about or nothing's okay to joke about, right? It's this sort of free speech absolutist position, which it, when it comes to the government, I agree with is absolutely the cor- correct. The government should have no right to uh, censor you or threaten to censor that speech. But, uh, you know, it becomes a different thing in just in real life because comedy doesn't take place as like, oh, I write a joke and then I tell it to no one. It's comedy is a dialogue between you and an audience, right? It's not in a vacuum. So when it's between you and an audience, there are some things that are not okay for that audience, whatever it is. And, you know, that audience can be expansive and be made up in, of many people. In, in South Park's case, their audience was their network because they have to get it past their network in order to get the distribution to make the money. And right. the network crunches the numbers. They say, this will lose us money. <laughs> so we're not going to show it. Ultimately, mm. this is going to lose us money. And you'd think as like rational libertarian guys, they'd understand this like commerce has an effect on what is okay for me to say or not. But mm. they were expecting, oh, in the end of the Cartoon Wars episode, Fox takes the high road and ends up showing Muhammad and Family mm. Guy. What the fuck is that? What fantasy is that? No fucking network would do that. That's well, dude, fucking stupid yeah. as hell. Didn't it happen to around the Charlie Hebdo time? Because the network was probably shitting themselves. Dude, I remember when I first heard about the Charlie Hebdo attacks and I was looking them up like, this is probably going to be some scathing drawing or like really deep. And it's just like, it literally looks like I drew it. And it's it's like like, (laughs) Muhammad kissing Jesus or something with a bomb on his head. And I'm just like, dude, no matter if you're the most religious person in the world, if I saw that shitty ass drawing, I could I would not be able to muster the rage to kill someone over it. No, yeah. I would just be like, oh, there's like a little poopy monkey drawing these comics Dude, like, my mom still freaks out about that shit because like uh i don't even know why but she's always like make sure you don't do anything anti-muslim because they could put a fatwa on you just because we live there but i'm just like i really don't think big homo is going 
wouldn't have caused yeah. me to have like a thought one in my head. I mean, anyway, that's but- also the context of it, too, is that, yes, the Charlie Hebdo things are obviously terrible. And, you know, those people should be uh, denigrated who committed that massacre. Fuck them. You know, obviously terrible people shouldn't have happened. But, you know, what do you get out of depicting Muhammad? Right. You mm-hmm. get like a joke about how Muslims are bad. And what is this in the context of? They're right smack dab in the middle of the Iraq war, right? Where they're just droves and droves of Muslims are being killed by American (laughs) fucking war machines every day. So what does this ginning up hatred or ginning up? Oh, they're coming. The Muslims are coming. It's so bad that they did this. Meanwhile, we get to, (laughs) you know, what do you gain out of depicting it? It's just, you know. Uh, it, it's that oppositional thing that everything's okay or nothing's okay. You get that mm-hmm. axiomatic idea in your head and it means, and that's how I relate it back to like Sam Hyde or is something like it. When I, when I said that comment, people were commenting in, in the replies, Oh, this is like how I dubs eventually turned around. Your, just to catch me up to Marie, cause I do remember seeing this tweet. You didn't delete it. Did you? No, I didn't delete it. Yeah. What was the, what was, your point was pro South park though, or no. No, ultimately, no, I think the show is good. And as a result of it being a good show, you should analyze it critically. And the show demands you take it seriously. It, it like other unlike, you know, they're making fun of Family Guy. But the only time Family Guy demanded it, you take seriously was the Brian Stewie episode, which was really good. Actually, they pulled mm-hmm. it off um, well, when they but- die. No, no, when, when they're, they're when in they're the, the bottle in episode. Bottle. I hate yeah. that episode. I know, I know lots of people. Of people I think it, it's but... good. I think it's a very well, good it's, episode. It's Dude, like I, the- yeah. Let me just throw this out there. Just ahead, I, think ahead, I think it. I saw this, uh, but they were interviewed about the Family Guy episode. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing about that is, is I, I don't think they were the base of that episode or where their idea to make that episode came from a place of making a point. It really seemed like based on the interview, they were just extremely pissed. Family Guy was doing better than them. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. They literally so say that like that they were mad and that's the reason they made it. No, that's the funny part of the. I mean, there's a funny the episode where their criticism of Family Guy being randomly assembled humor is absolutely true. Yeah. But, you know, that's and it's frustrating to somebody that prides themselves like Matt and Trey do off of their sort of tight character based script work that here comes this thing, which is they have to keep calling back to the plot in in like really stilted setups because they keep mm-hmm. doing these cutaway gags, which are just combinations of different things. There seems to be no thought, it, you know, the, the it's, uh, do you remember the copy pasta to Penguin of Doom? Yes. Of course. Yes. And My yeah, favorite. because it represents that lol so random humor where it's I like, you that. don't really have to do much, make much effort to achieve anything in that vein of humor yeah. because you can just, put two very different things next to each other. And it's funny. Oh, or you Dude, can say thing in a weird way. I remember way. like a year ago, someone hit me with that. They were like, I hate Yolo Swag because he just reminds me of like the Manatee episode where it's just random ideas turned together. But I'm so dumb. My brain was like, I get that reference and I love manatees. So I kind of, I just kind of like absorbed it in a very positive way. But uh, dude, I completely misunderstood your take because I thought you were implying Matt and Trey, when they did that South Park episode, didn't put their money where their mouth is because it was censored. But that's, oh. that's not what you were saying. No, no, I'm not. I don't think they put their money where their mouth. No, I, I phrased it incorrectly. I said, you know, you could have chosen your millions of dollars. You could have chosen. Why didn't you quit the show and depict Muhammad? You could have depicted Muhammad if you really wanted to. But mm-hmm. clearly you wanted to keep your fucking. And, you know, obviously I wouldn't expect them to quit their fucking show. That was just you know, a. a, a uh, uh, hypothetical situation, right. which no one would ever do. Uh, 
but uh, I, what, what is my train of thought here? My train of thought here <laughs> is that big brain. Um, big brain in judging what everything is okay and nothing is okay. It's not, it's, it's never that easy because you have all of these things that mitigate what you can and can't say. Um, and you have that in comedy too, like in stand-up comedy, when you're working a room and you know, some jokes will not land with this audience. Like Sometimes Kramer's famous. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That clearly in that moment, that wasn't okay. I'm sure he could have said those jokes at like a different context and it would have been okay. That's the thing. It's not everything is okay or nothing oh. is okay, but rather okay is a shifting set of standards depending on your audience, who you are, what you can do at the time. Some people can get away with everything. Some people can get away with little because they have like a narrow frame of comedy. It's mm. everything okay is nothing okay is such a reductive, narrow view of how we experience comedy, which is mm -hmm. what I was really getting at. That's what really bugs me about boiling it. down what House is saying for our viewers who are like me and can't understand high intelligence concepts. Read the room. I think yeah. that's the take. No, yeah, no that's yeah. basically yeah. It. read the room. The room dictates what's okay right. and what's not okay. And here's the thing is like South Park says everything's okay and nothing's okay, but they're not going to like make a joke that's going to alienate their audience or something. They're not going to suddenly become like pro Reaganites or something like that. They're not going to get would super be baller. Into <laughs> Dude, I, Daphne always gets mad at me because at the end of the day, I don't consider myself a comedian. But I do think it is important to be allowed to make jokes. And especially if you're a type of person who loves edgy humor, there's going to be times you make a joke and it's not going to land well. It's not going to be good. But I think you should be allowed to make it without being like, this guy's hateful when it's like clearly it's like a joke or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I um, think, yeah. The, I mean, the yeah. thing, it, it has to just be um, when it's funny, you can get away with a lot more yeah shit, you know what i mean like it, that that's that the hardest part is being funny anybody can say things that are like inflammatory or edgy but but dude just despite me believing in that and like yeah whether you're funny or not it the whole concept of like being able to joke about anything i'm diehard in that belief but it's a point and i think how she were kind of alluding to this when you make that your whole thing and like your hill to die on when it's a joke yeah. that's not worth it to me, it becomes cringe and you turn into someone like, and don't, dude, don't get me wrong. I think Ricky Gervais is very funny. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. When, Extras in Office Classics. 100%. Early stand-up comedy, very good. But then it the turns podcast, into very good. taking that photo of him on the cross and it's like, this yeah. is very cringe, my dude. Like, I get mm -hmm. the point you're trying to make, but this is not the hill to die on you, the whole concept is, is like, you're joking you're just joking it's, it's pretend yeah. we're doing pretend we're playing like kids right you know yeah. once you once you turned it into your i mean i think that was the other thing about charlie hebdo too is because it made a lot of people feel like i am the cartoonist i am on the vanguard of terror you know i am the most embattled person and so it, it, it gave people a real, you know, because when you're in the arts, you have this sort of mercurial sense of purpose. You know, what am I doing? Doing little dick drawings for a living? Fuck me. You know, fuck, there are people who are mining cobalt with their hands in the mm -hmm. Democratic Republic and I'm making little dick drawing. You know, fuck me. Um, so I think, you know, artists are constantly in search of this meaning of this. What what can I do to justify my importance in this world? And now here's this very visceral thing. A bunch of cartoonists are getting murdered. Ooh, I hate Islam because they hate the cartoonists. And that's me. Ooh. So, you know, 
I think part of it too was this way to feel to inflate that sense of importance too. Because really, you know, terror attacks against cartoons pr- cartoons pretty rare. You know, it happened a couple of times in Europe. Never happened in America, really. That mm-hmm. that was sort of an imagined exercise. But you I know, think we all didn't... agree though it is fucked up. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't want no, you shouldn't to do that. Yeah. Yeah. This as like no, you well, should you shouldn't. I think no. you should be able to depict Muhammad without fear of reprisal, but you know, I'm not going to do it saying that I'm not going to do that shit, you know, because <laughs> I fear reprisal to be fair though, to the South park guys, just cause I know we were talking about that from my understanding. If you can't tell, I've watched a lot of South park documentary, the documentary material on both of these guys, mm-hmm. but apparently I don't, I think it was literally after that incident um, you know how in the South Park openings theme, it ends with a big group of like the whole town's mm-hmm. people and there's a ton mm-hmm. of characters. Allegedly, after that happened with they weren't allowed to show Muhammad, they put him in that mm. for like a season or two. Oh, really? That's so he was there without anyone knowing. Oh, okay. I, you know, that's, that's fun. Clever. I'm sure that's yeah. fun. Um, but that's part of it, too. You know, it's what you can get away with it. It was OK because nobody noticed it. That's why it was okay when they depicted it in Super Best Friends, because at that time, there wasn't a heightened atmosphere around the depiction of Muhammad, because that weird, it all started out with, what was it called, Yailans Amsterdam or something, that newspaper that went out of its way to do, here, we are the Dutch and we hate brown people the most, so let us, here are our 11 drawings of Muhammad, mm-hmm. one where he is born, yes, <laughs> You know, and then Dude, if you uh, ever worn clogs, I forgive all Dutch people for their racism because <laughs> I would hate everyone too if I was walking around uh, in yeah, wooden because, shoes. They are yeah, so yeah. fucking not painful, good. dude. They're not good. That um, was the worst gift. I remember my parents got me that one time because they went to Amsterdam. And it was like, here's some clogs. Or we visited some Amsterdam couple and they gave me them. And I was just like, I will never fucking wear. They're literally the opposite of Crocs. No, yeah. They look kind of cool, but it hurts your feet so, so fucking badly. Much, yeah. Yeah, why do those even exist? You know, this is what this is the point I wanted to make on the cartoon thing before we get off the topic. But um, it's like, and also it's all okay or it's not okay. Is like, I, it would. I mean, the whole thing that happened with the Charlie Hebdo incident. Like, I don't know what those comics look like. Like, I didn't. I could probably look them up, but uh, yeah, I, I I know that they were just making fun of like Islamic. They're people, pretty racist. Like, they're absolutely very racist. Yeah, comics, they're very but they bad. Were, they were stupid and shitty. But yeah, uh, I were, mean, they, but I, were they racist or were they clearly yeah, just like someone some, trying to be edgy? There was some really. There was some very. You know how French racism is. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah, very afraid of the Algerians. They don't uh, like the Algerians and Fritz. I could yeah. see how it could very easily wade into racist territory, even without seeing the, the comics. But like, I mean, it's the same. In my eyes, it's the same thing as like, you know, you have these like Nazi propagandist newspapers that print cartoons where, you know, like black people and Jews and Asians are all depicted in these really heinous 1940s style. Like, you know, quick interjection. Mm -hmm. I can't do it because but you guys can because you're both Jewish. Can you guys hit me with the the pose real quick? Oh, what? what Profile? Not the, no the oh the, oh, oh the oh I the, just I did it on accident you, uh, you see because I really but I enjoy this? doing this a lot actually which is I'm sad that you know how like black people the say Jewish they thing? can't eat fried chicken in public because right, it's yes, like people yeah. shit. I love doing this shit and and but people will oh you're a, you're a filthy merchant you know <laughs> yeah that's it. uh 
Well, I completely lost my. I suck, thought. bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh, I know what I was gonna say. Is that yeah. I would, I would feel equally as e- even with like Nazi propagandist cartoons and stuff. I don't think that um, it would still be wrong to bomb the building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or or attack. The well, of I mean, with Nazi, that's the that's the weird one with Nazis because inherent well, because in- it's cartoons. My point is that it because it's it's a cartoon and it's like you have in my opinion you have freedom in art to depict things that are heinous and shitty and bad and for sure right there's that famous hot diggity dog or hot diggity demon drawing of steven juniverse i don't got upset about i don't know i don't i don't care about that in here in the uh i i don't think i can the problem (laughs) the problem okay so one of the most acceptable limits of free speech right is threats we all understand that uttering threats no matter how funny you know you say no matter how funny it is to say kill yourself to someone you don't like on the internet uh there is a reason why they're illegal there is a reason why you don't encourage them not to interrupt you too soon but just because this is hot on my mind because it's semi-recent do you feel that way about the sam hyde hassan threat that he made at the boxing Uh, thing so clearly i could literally see myself making that same joke at someone i don't like i I guess i mean i've done it before every time you come on i talk about how you are (laughs) always dming me about how you want to no 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 you know what i mean no, stop trying uh, to make everyone. This by the way, if you, if you, if you like house, no, no. If you like house, killer is a very good artist. Post hostage by killers docs by in the zine. replies. Post that. Don't, don't do it. Uh, I, send you free stickers. Stop trying to manufacture this. What is art? So, uh, but but do you did you see something like that as a clear here's joke? The, or would here's you... the weird thing with Sam Hyde is that, and the uh, the other weird thing about Gavin McInnes is. Like and uh, what a lot of people have been paranoid about on the left about reading the reading fascism into a lot of stuff like that is um, there has become a way to couch threats in coded language, you know, whether it through 1488 or the stupid, you know, OK sign, you know, that had everyone paranoid for a second. And, and it's there becomes this thread, especially through 4chan and poll of being able to couch these sort of uh very extreme ideas, you know, how uh, like questioning the Holocaust in, in these little pepes or apus, you know, or it's the thing behind Stone Toss as well, where you do like two normal comics where it's like, oh, I'm a boobs man, I'm a butt man. And then you do your how many was six, how many was six million really comic, you know. He's just asking questions. Just asking questions. Yeah. So it's that thing of like, and why if you catch any whiff of it, you know, in my mind, you, you know, I immediately have to box it all out because if you flirt with that even a little, it, it, people can get the wrong idea where um, because so much of the campaign on the alt right was this sort of momentous and brilliant campaign by led by Donald Trump, which finally discovered he was the first ever Republican to be funny. Can you think of like a fu- I guess Reagan was kind of funny, but not like. Not like funny, funny, like no, Donald Trump. Don, Donald Trump I is did actually laugh. like very funny. Like yeah. some of the shit that he does, unintentionally funny in yeah. a lot of ways. Oh, but sometimes she was a wonderful woman. But this is the yeah, funniest that, thing on earth. She was a wonderful. Funniest clip <laughs> on the internet is him <laughs> the music about is, like, amazing. Yes. I, so it good. was very funny on Reagan's part when after his assassination, he was he didn't get assassinated. assassination. After his attempted yeah. assassination, he was doing a speech and a balloon popped. 
Yeah. And without yeah. missing a beat, he was like, you missed. Yeah. And like kept going. Which That's people attribute to quick wit, but I attribute more to Alzheimer's. And he actually thought he was being shot at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just possible. didn't even care yeah. anymore. He was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, my wife me. has blown everyone in Hollywood. <laughs> please, please, God, take me. Please kill yeah. me. I um, can't even remember her blowjobs anymore. Oh, dude, you kind of sound like him. That, that, that's that's right. Everybody a good, does a Raven I always forget, dude. I you, you need to start doing. You got to get into the voice scene again, bro. Your Everyone voice is too does good a voice to. acting. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should start being a voice. I should be like Sung Wan Cho. I should be. No, like you Pro should Z. just oh, go yeah, back to great. what you used to do and just voice black characters. I think <laughs> I should. Yeah, I should only do that. Yeah, absolutely. Black furries, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Oh, there are there, are there there should be a black furry cartoon, you know. I mean, Arthur had a couple. Like, yeah, is he black brain, is, brain is the only canonically African American character on Arthur. I think. Um, Dude, well, I think a lot of people see Goofy as black. <laughs> I'm not even Ste- kidding. Skeeter, Skeeter Valentine, also oh, uh, from Piccolo the- from Dragon Ball Z. Characters who aren't black but have been embraced by uh, black people. That's like the Hispanic thing with uh, Goku. Yeah, it's it's yeah. bad. Well, Hispanic and Ar- Arabian people apparently as well. Uh, there's a big Muslim. Dragon Goku Ball Z thing was did. never big when I was in Saudi. Interesting. Yeah, but maybe yeah, I could be completely I, wrong. I didn't. I didn't have any friends really growing up. Like nobody, none of my friends gave a shit about Dragon Ball Z, and then all of a sudden it felt like. I entered the workforce and all of these like 20 something year olds that I was working with were like, bro, did you watch last night's episode of Dragon Ball Z? And I was like, where the fuck did this come what from? Race? What race? What race? Most, mostly non-white people. Yeah, okay. mostly right. non-white. I don't know why. What is that? Why is there like this cultural like appeal for Dragon well, cause, Ball Because uh, it's like, okay, there was this great uh, uh, chart I saw of people playing this Star Wars MMO and people overwhelmingly in the global south chose the rebellion and people in the north chose the empire. Where it's like, Let's I think... Go. Yeah, Goku. Goku is is like Frieza, who's this brilliant character. Is and you know, and it's hard to read communism or anything like that into Dragon Ball Z. But the inspiration for Frieza is literally real estate speculators. Mm. Toriyama is on has been interviewed, and he said that he hates real estate speculators more than anyone else on Earth for especially what they did economically to Japan. And that's what Frieza does. He goes to a planet, he takes its resources, and then he blows it up. And he also, you know, uh, enslaves, he enslaves the proud Saiyan race while doing this as well. You know, there's this mm. theme of like Goku uh, over is able to overcome his oppression with his uh, general good nature. And I think, you know, when you're sort of in the global South, or when you're in battle, they're they're arresting me for Goku. They're what arresting the me for Goku. Oh, I was like thinking it was me again, and I was like, please, God, no, no, they're save. arresting me for my hard Goku takes. Uh, oh, no, but God. yeah, I think there is that struggle against uh, this uh, hegemonic, systemic, universal power that seeks to you know use you for your labor because that's what Vegeta was. He was he was a a mercenary for Frieza. He, his labor is being exploited. I start sounding like a real asshole. I didn't realize you were such like a, a, a ball head. Oh, uh, I'm a, I'm a, the... it's the one of the, it's one of the most important social dot. Everyone should know Dragon Ball Z. If you like want to just get along in life, you, you should, should watch it. Like if Dragon you don't Ball know a sport, like yeah. I don't know sports. So Dragon Ball is the most universal the thing that I know thing. about. Yeah. I'll give um, a dumber take because I think there's more people out there who are like me and not you house where they have three IQ points. 
all the guys I know who weren't white were who loved Dragon Ball Z were huge meathead dudes. And I mm. think there's just something appealing, whether you're white they're or not, swole. of like, yeah, like there's him fucking being the baller, fuck up. Like, I mean, I, there's I will people say who like that. Sorry, I gotta get this right. out because I'm I have autism and I'm wearing a Naruto yeah. Shirt. Go ahead, go ahead. But the same people who are into uh, Dragon Ball Z seem to also really be into Naruto for that whole aspect of like the power training. fantasy. Yeah, yeah, and like training to become training. maximum and like yeah, fucking... that part is cool. Yeah, but that's also what I love about. Well, okay, well, two things. One, I was gonna say. I wasn't really a Dragon Ball watcher, but I drew a Dragon Ball related comic like recently and I needed to use a visual reference. And I was watching Was this the like, Cleveland one? Yeah, the Cleveland's okay. house one. And I was and I was watching clips of like some epic Dragon Ball Z battles. Um mm-hmm. where you know, just to find like a cool still frame that I could like mimic. And when I was watching it, it was like clearly an older episode because you can tell that it's like hand drawn and painted. Mm-hmm. And I was like holy shit this is like extremely well done animation yeah it's a good looking cartoon it's that's uh, that's the appeal of it too yeah yeah it's it's really it's uh, and, and those characters like just drawing that picture took me fucking like an hour to draw that and, and it's like we're talking about like thousands of frames of the of mm-hmm. these characters like there you, you look at a lot of like cartoons like you know that are popular in western animation it's like family guy spongebob all these characters are really easy to draw so you can draw them a lot in succession but those dragon ball characters are not easy to draw and they're in high intensity action situations which is like crazy crazy. Uh, apparently overseas the cost or the price you get paid to animate is like shit compared to a lot of like western animators yeah i believe you can exploit people's love for it uh, mm-hmm. I have a crackpot theory on why uh, anime especially has more international appeal than maybe even like Western cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's specifically because of the mouth movement, because the mouth movement is more flap like and doesn't necessarily need to adhere strictly to the, the mouth movements. You're it, saying it's easy to dub. Yeah, it's easier to dub. Is, and, yeah. and your suspension of disbelief is, is, uh, is held up more when you're experiencing it in your own language and you're mm-hmm. hearing it, you're able to relate to it more. You know, I, I think when you're watching like a, a dubbed Western cartoon and it doesn't match the lip movements, you're sort of taken out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't I, know uh... Uh, if, I wonder if Japanese people feel this way about hearing American voices, but there's something about, I'll watch it in dub, especially if I'm working and I can't read the subtitles, but there's something about reading the subtitles and having it subbed and hearing the actual Japanese voices that are like, why do they sound so cool, dude? Yeah, what is going on, cool. bro? Well, you, you know, know there's that, uh, you've seen that video of the Italian guy who made the gibberish the fake disco song. That goes, song. Yeah. And you know, yeah, American yeah. says, you know, it feels very real. Speaking gibberish, or you could have just sang a Bob Dylan song and I would have it's no so idea. True. Yeah. And you get used to it. It's sucking <laughs> my penis. That's good. I I was watching. Uh, actually, me and my girl went to go see. Uh, we were trying to kill some time during the day, and we went to go see. There was a double feature, like for the month of October, they were doing double feature creature features of like really old, uh, scary movies. You watched so, a video of my ex-wife. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! So we we actually watched. It was a double feature of both the 1930s movies. It was The Mummy and 
Bride of Frankenstein. And uh, yeah, which I had never seen either of those, like the original ones. And we were watching them. And what what made me think of it is because that time period in Hollywood, for some reason, all of the people talked in this really weird Hollywood pseudo British American. The mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, it's like this weird, like. Everyone oh, talked like this. Oh, what are you your... doing? Yeah, what, whatever are you doing? Oh, Here's the guilty thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I must respectfully decline your invitation. Like shit like that. And it's just like, where did this come from? And it makes me wonder when, well, two things. One, I was thinking, when did they stop doing this? When did they finally just say like, okay, let's hang it up and just talk normal. And then also when I was watching those movies, it kind of made me think, it's like, you know, the technology for films and like script writing has been around for a very long time but worthwhile movies have really only come about since our parents have been alive pretty much like I, I oh you didn't like, like the old universal monster movie? i would say the the bride of frankenstein actually was like a, it was like a good movie because boris karloff <laughs> is like very good as frankenstein and and it's like it he's an exciting frankenstein is an exciting character and there's actually a really cool sequence in that movie actually it's frankenstein's monster sorry frankenstein's monster uh there's a really cool sequence in that movie where frankenstein's monster gets chased out of town because he's they are hitting him with torches and shit and they hate him and he runs away and he's in the middle of the woods and he come he follows the sound of this violin being played in the middle of this cat like in a cabin in the woods and he goes over there and there's a blind man living alone in the cabin who's like playing the violin and they and frankenstein frankenstein's monster wanders in and he's like oh because he like likes the sound of it but he can't talk and the blind man is like who goes there what like what are you doing and he's and eventually he comes to the conclusion he's like i haven't had anybody visit me in so long like i understand you can't speak and i can't see but we're going to be best of friends. And the two of them, there's like a whole like 30 minute sequence of these two guys where the, the blind man is just holding up things to Frankenstein. And he's like, bread, bread. <laughs> and Frankenstein is like, bread, bread. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, Cold Cuts podcast should be more like this. Like, just like, just, like <laughs> you describing podcast. that scene, having not seen the movie, I would pay top dollar to see a buddy cop movie of like frankenstein and a blind man driving around it, new york it was actually good that that sequence i was like this is actually good and it was good script writing and it was like a fun but the mummy sucked the mummy but, was uh, good well yeah but, but have you have you seen any of the old murnau silent films have you seen nosferatu or have yeah, you seen faust or yeah because you know, those hold up i think i think I've those seen, are um, pretty incredible movies yo i yeah. thought i could make it these last three minutes 30 seconds but i'm going to piss myself i will be uh, right, okay. right back gentlemen the iq okay. of the podcast will raise while i'm gone so. I, I, in in this i'm gonna i i've actually written some blue card jokes oh um, yeah you have yeah, we'll see. I'll I'll get. Uh, I'm gonna put them in the chat. Yeah, put them in the chat. Yeah, we'll see, start. Uh, we'll start get get Harris off. to Harris to read one right now. Okay, here. I'll wait. Okay, it's a shame Zach's gonna miss this. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna miss this one, but we'll have more for him later. Okay. See if he gets back in time. 
I have a lot of sibling rivalry with my brother, especially when it comes to which one can give the other the more intense prostate <laughs> orgasm. That's good. That's, that's good. Wait, uh, I, there you go. It's, I wonder it turned out I have, to be a sibling incest joke. That's good. That that's always those always hit. Let me see if I have any Lucy's still sitting around I here. Lucy's. I have I have three more. I have three more. Oh, okay. Are, I should have come correct with these. Let's see. Uh, let me let me give you another one. Let okay, me give you another good. one. Good. Let's see. I would join the Nation of Islam, but I think what's really holding me back is that I don't look good in bow ties. That's good. You do <laughs> look good in bow ties. Uh, here, about yourself? Uh, no, we're we're House has some blue card jokes that he was sending us. We're writing some blue card jokes. Zach, you should read this one. All right. Read this blue card. Where are you sending it to me? I'm sending it in the chat. Okay. In the Zoom chat. Oh, the Zoom chat. Okay. Yeah. And the whole thing is the joke. Uh, no, just the third one down. The third, third message down. down. Read the third message down. I would never pay for sex, which is why I force prostitutes to do it at gunpoint. That's oh, good. oh, no. That's oh, good. No. That's good. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to transfer these fucking jokes to my... Here, I got one for time. you, House. Okay, all right, all right. We'll do a blue card joke. We'll do a blue card joke. It's funny how these are called blue card jokes and people know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, not rooting. No, it says, it says I'm going to. No, come on. It says I'm that. going to brutally murder hostage killer in cold blood. I am not going to do that. I didn't Please write stop, that. I didn't write that. that. He wrote that. It's I'm no, not going to be able to get I'm this not, sent over in time. Stop, stop trying to make this a thing. <laughs> Please, uh, please, I don't want this. I don't like, please, I'm begging you, stop. <laughs> stop it. Uh, Bro, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay you want to you fight him. No! We're, we're about to get cut off anyway. Okay. You might as well just say it. Have a good night. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless, gentlemen. Yeah. God bless. I'm, I'm ready for the next house episode. I'm Absolutely. Out, yeah. I'm already ready. <laughs>